Hello again, everybody. Happy spring or happy fall, depending on which side of the equator you're on. It's time once again to stew on this. I'm Stu Bittman. This episode is called Guard It Well. My listeners in chiropractic may recognize those words. They were actually B.J. Palmer's last published words. They came at the end of a beautiful passage in which he wrote about how chiropractic and its principle are a sacred trust that he admonished us as chiropractors to guard well. Hmm. Seems to me there's another sacred trust that we would all benefit greatly from guarding well, especially in this world right now, and that is our energy. This statistic's from from about 10 years ago, but then 95% of businesses in the United States don't make it five years. And in the vast majority of those It wasn't due to a lack of money, but due to a loss of energy, a loss of passion, a loss of enthusiasm in the owners. And those exact things are equally important in the business of living. For one thing, if you've ever done anything in the realm of spiritual discipline practices, you already know that every single one of them is harder to do when you're tired, tapped out, burnt out, or out of sorts. For me, when I'm in any of those states, it's incredibly harder for me to make the kind of choices I generally choose to make. It's much harder to hold a state of love in the face of schmutz. And it's virtually impossible to bounce back to love when I get triggered. Just like it's hard for a stretched out rubber band to bounce back. Without enough physical, mental, and emotional energy, it's so much more difficult to rise above the fear and psychological warfare so prevalent in the world right now. It's much more difficult to be in the world, but not of it, if you will. Well, every single person listening to this podcast right now is a magnificent, powerful, and loving being who can be the one to tip the balance in this world but it will definitely require a full gas tank of energy to do that. Our energy is precious and vital to those of us who still hold a vision for the world that's not an apocalypse. And it's vital, actually, in every aspect of our lives, in our relationships, in our connection to self, in our clarity of purpose or mission, in our very level of fulfillment and enjoyment of life. So today's episode is about some of the ways we can guard that sacred trust of energy a bit more skillfully. And it's related to one of the five most common regrets of the dying. Bronnie Ware, who was a hospice nurse in the UK, I believe, and nursed thousands of people at the end of life, wrote a book called The Five Most Common Regrets of the Dying. And one of them was, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. She said that this came from every single male that she ever nursed. It was primarily about missing out on their children's youth or their partner's companionship or both. And indeed, lots of my clients discovered during lockdown that they do want to work less, have a little more play and balance in their life. So this is always a good thing to reflect on as a way to guard our energy. But I'm talking more today about not working so hard at things that don't serve us at things that don't even take us in the direction we want to go. Folks, there's nothing wrong with hard work. It can be very fulfilling, but it's 
important to apply that hard work to productive things that are important to us, especially our missions as healers, as peacemakers, as parents. And we all could probably work a bit harder at the discipline practices that actually boost our energy so we can love and serve and make a difference. Perhaps the best place to start is to stop working so hard at things that, again, are unproductive or that we have no control over. The things that generally turn us into Sisyphus. Sisyphus, Sisyphus it's not so easy to say twice. Sisyphus was in Greek mythology a guy who was doomed for eternity to roll a boulder up a steep hill only to have that boulder roll back down again and again and again. So my first suggestion, a lot of us work extremely hard at trying to control and manipulate people and the world in order to make things more okay for us, especially when we get triggered. And, you know, it may seem easier to do that than to actually change ourselves, to change our attitude, to change our perspective, to change our strategy, to change something. But there's always a huge energetic price to pay when we try to change others or to change the world. This habit is probably well-grooved in our brain like a river. And if every time we get triggered, we get in the same boat, in the same river, it's going to end up bringing us to the same place every time. In this river metaphor, if the river was the Mississippi, we'd end up in New Orleans. Well, I may hate New Orleans. I may intend not going there. But I keep ending up there, and I might tend to work hard at changing everything and everyone in New Orleans, but there's another option. It takes a bit of energy to jump out of that boat or to actually not get into the boat. But believe me, it takes far more work and energy to change New Orleans and everyone in it. Historically, going down the river and winding up in New Orleans, for me, was all about people-pleasing in order to avoid conflict and to avoid the need to actually speak my truth. So, of course, this was always at my own expense. And I can't even begin to describe to you the energy that was released and the freedom I felt when I transformed that and stopped getting in that boat. Here's suggestion number two. To some degree, we all work hard and we expend extra energy when we allow ourselves to walk around like a stretched-out rubber band. When you and I neglect doing the practices that help us stay grounded and resilient, we end up not showing up at our best, we mess up, we react with anger, etc., etc., and we end up having to do a lot more work and expending a lot more energy at fixing our messes and putting out all the fires we've caused. Ah, oh, breathe. Just think about all the energy it would free up if we were grounded, effective, and in our heart all day long. And here's the last one, and perhaps it's the greatest energy saver of all. Many of us have made it our life's work to beat ourselves up. And we work incredibly hard at thinking we should somehow be different, somehow be better, bigger, smaller, or smarter than we are. Well, to this last one, 
I'm going to apply the words of Bob Newhart in his classic psychiatrist skit. Stop it! Life is too short, folks. Life is too beautiful, and there's too much for us to do to waste our energy on rolling that particular boulder up the hill. You know what? Perhaps if we stopped beating ourselves up, we'd actually have the energy to grow and evolve. And right here I'm going to stop and remind you that I am including myself in all of these suggestions, as always. So if this resonates with you, I suggest paying some extra attention over the next week or two and see if you can come up with a list of things you work hard at that aren't productive, things that deplete your energy, things that turn you into Sisyphus. These are the very things you'll likely regret working so hard at when you're at the end of your life. As peaceful warriors, our energy is a sacred trust that we can all choose to guard well. And that's probably a really good idea because it appears there will be plenty of hard work for us to do in the future. Stew on that, and I'll see you next week.